It's all about Southampton. The So So Show with Zoe Hansen and Simon Clark. Hello and welcome to a festive edition of the So So Show with Visit Southampton. So this is Christmas in Southampton. It's a look at life in the SO postcode with her Zoe Hansen. And him, Simon Clark. This week on the podcast, how singing can improve your life. So many ways that people benefit from music, singing and groups. It's so interesting. I, I love it. And how to help your canine cope with Christmas. If you're going to have people around Christmas Day, it's going to be either very exciting or very stressful for them. Now, this week, I ended up at an accidental carol concert. How does that happen? (laughs) Yeah, right. So I was making the trip to Southampton City Council to the Civic Centre. There's too many C's and S's in it, and it really is hard to say. So Southampton Civic Centre is where we were going. I was going to meet up with Satvir Kaur, the leader of the council. We're going to get her on to the So So Show very, very soon in the new year. Anyway, as we walk in the door, it's chucking down with rain outside. We walk walked into the door and there was an al- <laughs> there was a fire alarm going off <laughs> and like ants you know when you have a, an ant's nest and maybe you pour some water on it or whatever and they all just come flying out from every direction it was like that with council employees <laughs> So they're all coming out of all sorts of different doors. The alarm's... It's chucking down with rain outside. I've arrived all preened and ready for my interview. And we have to make our way up to Guildhall Square with about a thousand other people. And probably one umbrella between you all. And one umbrella between us all. And yeah, we were drenched. We were absolutely drenched. Anyway... 10, 15 minutes later, we're back in the building. Now I'm running late and we managed to go up and speak to Satvir. And at the end of the interview, she says, come on, right, we've got to go because I was supposed to be at a carol concert 20 minutes ago. Anyway, we walk out and sort of the the first floor, the balcony floor where the mayor's parlour is inside the civic centre. They've got this most amazing carol concert going on. They've got a Ukrainian choir singing carols in Ukrainian and thanking the city of Southampton for having them and making them feel so welcome. There's another choir as well. There's song sheets going round. And there's no way that we can ditch out of that. And why would you want to anyway? So we just stood with the leader of the council (laughs) beside the CEO of the city council. And we sang along to all the carols. And then afterwards, there was mulled wine, mince pies in the mayor's parlour. So essentially, (laughs) it wasn't so much an accidental carol concert, but more you gate crashed one that was going on. Yes, it was. And then (laughs) trashed the mulled wine and the mince pies too while you were there. There was a town crier. Honestly, it was the best. And the brilliant thing was that I've said to my daughter about going to a carol concert. I keep saying to her, right, there's one at the the church at four o'clock or there's one down there then and we won't be able to make that one, but can we go to there? I've already made my daughter sing carols with me on YouTube in the living room and now she's been able to put it to good use by singing carols 
at the Civic Centre. It's beautiful. All those online rehearsals have come good. Yeah. Southampton's podcast, The So So Show. Staying with singing, let's introduce you to Dan Cooper, who is leader of the Love Soul Choir. We say leader because he's keen to point out that he's not a choir master. Yeah, I don't like that word personally, but I used to call, <laughs> used to call myself a choir leader. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I, I run Love Soul Choir. Um, we're, we're choir based in South Southampton, Bournemouth, and uh, we work towards various events throughout the course of the year and just, um, you know, have we put on really high quality performances but also have a lot of fun along the way. The culture of the group is like a really important part of it. It's about a community, isn't it? So the Love Soul Choir, you're just off to rehearsals. Where does that happen? So we meet uh, at Richard Taunton Sixth One College um, and we are an auditioned group. So, um, yeah, there is an audition process for people to sort of go through before joining the choir. And then, yeah, we, we work towards, like I said, like performances all through the course of the year and all types of different performances. We probably take that a couple of years ago actually at the stadium tour in Southampton. So, yeah, all sorts of different things we sort of get involved with, which is great. Which is a real shame, though, that you're an audition choir because I was was going to come and try out but I know you Give wouldn't want me <laughs> <laughs> well the thing is you know I, I think there's a, there's a place for every single person in all sorts of different groups and you know there's tons of um, community groups and, and choirs without the audition process and I think it's really important that people find the group that works for them and I think everyone should be empowered to go and sing in whatever capacity that looks like but for Love Soul, the, the sort of unique uniqueness of it is that it is an audition group and that means yeah. that our output is just really slick and solid. And, you know, on top of Love Soul, I run uh, Sound Pop Cabin, which is a kids', uh, kids performing group. And, you know, it, it's our way to like, encourage children to get, get used to singing in a group and, you know, finding those mental health benefits of singing in a group with others. It's so powerful. It is. And singing is just so powerful. It's so emotional, can't it? It can really build a feeling, can't it? Song, music, Absolutely. all of that stuff. And actually singing within a group just makes you feel like you're part of something. I don't think there's a better sound than hearing children sing together. Yeah, I mean, it depends what song, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, absolutely. It's just people coming together and that, that feeling people experience that themselves. Like they're in the group, they feel that. But also when we go out and perform, so for example, in a love performance, we just had our um, fifth show this weekend, last weekend. Um, you see it on the audience's faces too. You're, you're sharing that gift with the audience as well. Yeah. So it's like, it just, it's so many ways that people benefit from music and singing in groups. It, it's so, so interesting. I, I love it. And do you sing yourself as well? Yeah, I do. I don't sing as much as I used to. So actually today I was in a care home singing for some residents. I don't do that very often at all, but it, it's just nice to go and sort of give back in a way and just spread a bit of love, um, you know, in, in that way as well. So yeah, I do. And 2023... What does that hold for Sound Pop Academy and the Love Soul Choir? Have you got any events already booked in? Absolutely. So everything for Love Soul next year is sort of booked, booked well in advance. But we're, um, yeah, we have all sorts of performances. We have a few weddings um, coming up next year that we're performing at. We've got some performances in Westkey as well, um, yeah. raising some money for their, their charity of the year. We're really busy in terms of performing and getting out there and just sort of showcasing what we do. And how does anybody get involved in either Sound Pop Academy or Love Soul Choir? So they each have their individual websites, um, mm-hmm. lovesoulcry.com or soundpopacademy.co.uk or my own personal website, bankcoopermusic.co.uk. Um, I teach as well, I'm a vocal coach and um, I've worked with you know, some artists signed to major record labels and stuff like that as well. Um, so yeah, just check out those websites and you can sort of follow on social media and see what we're up to. Uh, one thing we do have next year is my best friend Jack, who runs Sing Now Choir, which is the community choir. We've got on a, a choir collaboration show, um, which is going to be at Mayflower Theatre in May. Oh, so we wow. bring all of our singers together. We were, it was one of the last events at Mayflower before the pandemic. We had 600 singers performing to sell out 
May Flower Theatre. And then a week later, you know, everything was locked down. But we're yeah, back yeah. at May Flower Theatre next May. And we bring it all, you know, all the singers we work with together to put on a really nice, slick, professional, you know, choir collaborative show at Mayflower, which is on the 28th of May next year. And that must be incredible to step out on that stage because it's such a beautiful theatre. Yeah, it really is. And it's a, you know, it's a massive show when, you you know, the logistics of the people and the, the content and the, the, the flowing of the show but it's so rewarding and you walk out to the audience who are absolutely loving it and you just you know you see members and performers that are just having the best time and you see the audience enjoying it it's just a really special moment so we're really excited to be back at Mayflower next year as well so they uh, didn't offer you an audition then no would you <laughs> can't answer over enthusiastic I think that's how it's been described before but surely you need enthusiasm to be part of it but you've just got too much yeah right. because they know that I'd push to the front of the stage and you don't really want me anywhere near a microphone do you Simon have you ever sung in a choir no have you ever sung karaoke? Yes. Come but, on. But it requires a great deal of Jack Daniels. <laughs> but what did you sing? Uh, Tracks of My Tears, Smokey Robinson. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. That's hard. Not if you're drunk. <laughs> and not any good either. Yeah. <laughs> you're drunk and rubbish, it's easy. <laughs> We've got um, a karaoke machine that comes out once a year at Christmas. Why am I not at surprised? <laughs> at home. It hasn't come out for a couple of years, though, because there was there was an uncle of mine that just never got off it and and just would sing, like, ten songs in a row. And we're like, I'll give everybody else a You mean chance. there's a member of your family who's more fame-hungry than you? <laughs> <laughs> it's all about Southampton. The So So Show. At some point in the last few years... There has been a shift when it comes to Christmas presents. The unspoken rule was that if you were buying a present for your other half, especially if you were a husband buying something for your wife, the rule was nothing with a plug. Unless it's like Dyson Airblade for your hair or whatever stuff. However, I was at the gym this week. Yeah. And there were two ladies about to do the class I was joining, excitedly talking about the gift that their husband's had got them for Christmas. Right. Do you know what it was? Go on. Air fryers. Oh, this is what you've been going on about for about six months now. Oh, you can get them, Simon. I know you can get them, but it's taken <laughs> air fryers to be the thing that has overturned the taboo that you can't buy your wife or girlfriend any small domestic appliances. See, I am still up for... A sandwich toaster. Really? Like, I loved a sandwich toaster. When I was at Butlin's Red Coat, I thought it was my dream every day to get back to my chalet and make myself a beans toasty in my sandwich maker. You see, I've got a sandwich toaster. <laughs> I love it. But I wish I had something bigger. Right. You know, like one of those presses. Because sandwich toasters, they're okay, but I just want to, I'm one of those big presses that you can do. Like yeah, yeah. Sourdough thingy in without having to... Breville it. So the girls are getting an air fryer. Are you getting an air fryer? No, I've got an air fryer. Oh, have you? Yeah. You've got one now? Yeah. When did this happen? Oh, about three months ago. And why didn't you tell us? Uh, because I didn't want to be one of those people who just wangs on about air fryers <laughs> all the while. But I tell you what, I originally resisted the urge to get one for ages, and I kept telling myself I'd use it once, maybe twice, it'd go to the back of the cupboard, gets used every day. Oh, really? Normally by the 16-year-old. Right. Who has suddenly become Gordon Ramsay since that turned up. That's great, isn't it? He does all sorts of cooking with it. And, obviously, there are benefits to your bill. 
because it's it's just like a miniature convection oven, so you don't have to heat the whole oven up. To right, now it's boring now. Sorry, you, yeah. Now you're being an air fryer bore. This is why I didn't want to talk about it yeah, two right, months ago. Yeah, right, 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 The So So Show. What an absolute pleasure it was. Last night I went to see Alice, a musical adventure in Wonderland at Mast Mayflower Studios. We spoke to Jacqueline Ockwell um, a couple of weeks ago about this show and it uses 51 local performers. So these are sort of um, early teenagers and uh, young people that have got involved that want to be on stage and this is their sort of first foray um, but they're on at Mast for two weeks and I swear this show is very involved you know it's quite sort of high octane dancing and music and singing and acting and because it's Alice in Wonderland the story is quite crazy in the first place, but this new spin on it makes it even stranger. So you are walking in to an actual wonderland and the decorations that have been made by all the schools from Southampton around and about the theatre are just wonderful. They've made playing cards and they've made a big white rabbit with the clock and you need to go and see it. It's a brilliant, brilliant show. And of course the pantomime is still running at the Mayflower as well, which if you haven't seen and you haven't booked tickets yet, you should do because it's one of the best shows I think they've ever done. I think it's brilliant. Jason Donovan, I know that we were talking about him last week and saying how good he is on stage and they absolutely rip it out of him. But I put up a picture this week. There's been quite the reaction to the picture that I put up this week. Is it crazy hormones from 40 years ago kind of reaction? <laughs> yeah, well, sort of, sort of. <laughs> It, it, it has brought out a, a lot of that, you know, lots of people saying, oh, he was like my crush. And I had his posters on my wall. Um, and the picture that I put up, which created this reaction, was my daughter. She was probably about five or six. And she came with me when I interviewed Jason Donovan. And there is a picture of her watching her iPad and taking absolutely no notice of the bloat sat next to her. <laughs> Jason Donovan <laughs> couldn't have given a monkey's. <laughs> and all these women now going, ah, what I'd give to be there. Southampton's podcast. The So So Show. Did you know dog and cat lovers will shell out almost £100 million this Christmas? Each. On presents for their pets. (laughs) 60% of pet owners say they'll pamper their pets with gifts on Christmas Day. They spend about mm, 12 quid a piece on food, treats and stockings, squeaky toys and bones and all that sort of stuff. Showering your dog with gifts is one thing. How do you keep your canine happy and how do you help them cope with Christmas? Because so many people have got dogs during lockdown. Right. And they're not used to big gatherings of people. If this is the first time your dog will have dealt with a house full of guests, we've got some handy hints on how to help them from Tracy Ordish, the founder and head trainer at Dish's Canine Care and Train. Well, if, if you think about it this way, they have no clue what Christmas is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've told do. them lots, yeah, so yeah, come on. Wow, I know. <laughs> uh, but all they see are changes in us. And so really what we need to do is manage their expectations, manage your expectations, right? and maybe get a plan in place about what you're going to do. Because if you're going to have people around Christmas Day, it's going to be either very exciting or very stressful for them. Right, <laughs> right. Um, think about how you are around people. You're going to be more stressed. 
with certain people? Yeah. Are you going to be more loud? Are you going to be, you know, more excited yourself? And and it's kind of that because dogs actually mirror sometimes what we're feeling. It's a good idea to keep an eye on what they're doing. Um, and sometimes you can get some stressful behaviors you can get some excited behaviors like jumping up at people but what what you need to do is make a list of things that maybe your dog may do think about specific times that you're either going to have people around or you're going somewhere maybe you're taking the dog to friends with you make a list of things that if they're going to rip open presents yeah. are they going to pull down the christmas tree <laughs> Are they going to hunt out chocolate? Things like that. Ah, yes. Um, if, you, if you have a list, then you can start working on it. And um, is it a good idea? So wherever you go, take one of those baby gates with you, just in case. So it's sort of, <laughs> okay, right, you, you need to calm down now. So we're going to put the baby gate yeah. up and that's it. You know what? It sounds crazy, but I think giving dogs space, giving them a place where they can to should they need to yeah if they find things overwhelming then yes absolutely give them um a nice space with safe toys um a filled kong you can freeze them these kongs so that they last a bit longer obviously keep a check on them but we all need time out sometimes so yeah i mean we're gonna have to go to a big place for christmas because i need a space where i can escape to the dogs yeah. need a space where they can escape yeah. to <laughs> yeah definitely let's just definitely. hire a mansion <laughs> yes i reckon i reckon that's a good idea <laughs> well, i suppose um, christmas is like a, a a weird time for dogs as well because i suppose like the pandemic when we had that first lockdown they hadn't had us at home all day every day for so long and then all yeah. of a sudden we were there and they became yeah. sort of reliant on that so i suppose you've got to be a bit wary there yeah, absolutely. And as much as you can from, from all your plans, try and keep to their kind of routine. Because we know ourselves, if, we, if we've got our routine, we can be more grounded. It can be the same with dogs. So, like, feed them at the same times as you can. Yeah. They might have turkey if, if that want, day, yeah. but yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Tracy, tell me yeah. this. Do you get your dogs an advent calendar? Um, I don't. Well, certain members of my family may do, <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's fine as long as it's dog safe. Yeah. Whatever's in there, that's absolutely fine because, you know, they're going to go, oh, there's a different treat for me. Yeah, nice. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you can use them treats in to provide them enrichment, you know. Yeah. We love a game of um, find it in our house where we put treats all around the place and go hunt and find them. The dogs get to use their nose and their brains and have a lovely workout while, you know, you're getting on doing something else. No pets where you're going for Christmas? There's three dogs. Nice. Have you bought them presents already? No, I haven't. And I'm allergic to them. So their present is me keeping away from them. <laughs> so I've noticed in recent years that the market for cat treats has grown quite considerably. The number one treat for cats, Dreamies. Cats go absolutely mad for Dreamies. And now there's like own supermarket brands of it. Right. I picked up a packet of cat treats the other day called Bonkers. Oh. And genuinely they do send her bonkers when she has one <laughs> and i just keep saying to my kids some people think i'm bonkers i just think i'm free but it's completely lost on them. 
just too much of a dad joke, isn't it? I can imagine the Christmas table with no. you round it. It would be a dad joke if anyone found it funny yeah. or groaned, but the reference to Dizzy Rascal goes straight yeah. over their head completely. It's all about Southampton. The So So Show. Have you attended any Christmas parties this year? Yes. How many? Just one, actually. Did you have a dance? Yeah, I did. Did you give the DJ a hard I, time? I tell you what, right, I had quite the conversation with a lot of people because this was down at the old Bond store where I go to work. It's in the centre of town, back of the walls. And, yeah, there's some good people that get in there, but they know how to party and they party hard. So when I was in there and I'd been on the dance floor, there was a band doing the entertainment. They were fantastic. They were phenomenal. And as soon as I shouted, Stereophonics! They played Stereophonics. Nice. They played some Kings of Leon. They played Killers, all of that sort of stuff. You know, we, it was brilliant. I was dancing. And at the end of the night, I said, right, I'm going home. Do you need a lift? And my mate looked at me and went, what? Yeah, I'm driving. What, you're not drunk? No, I'm not drunk at all. I've only had one and that's it. So, like, (laughs) I I think that maybe my reputation precedes me. Uh, But, yeah, I went home at 11 o'clock and uh, I drove. Wow. What? When was the last time you did that on Christmas party? No, never. I'm really glad that you were enthusiastic and you uh, you know, didn't give the band a hard time because if if I'm fed up of one thing this Christmas season, yeah. it's people standing in front of me. This is when you're DJing, right? Yeah. Not when you just stood out. <laughs> it's people standing in front of me making cutthroat gestures when they hear a song they don't like. Oh, what's wrong with Christmas them? Christmas brings it out. Oh. Especially if you're doing a Christmas party where you've got a, what they call a joiner party where you've got lots of different groups of people, yeah, lots yeah. of smaller work places come together yeah and sometimes in those situations it's very difficult to please a room because if you've got one table of people who won't let you play anything other than Stormzy yeah and everyone else in the room is 60 yeah it can be challenging and I just say please next year next season if you're going to Christmas parties give the DJ a break they're just trying to do their best for everyone of course and you know what remember play Slade Merry Christmas, everyone. Oh, that's, Everybody that's gets up for that. always my penultimate song. Yes, nice. And what's my last song of the night? Mariah? Fairy Tale of New York. Who dances to... How do you dance to that? When I'd you're stand drunk. In fr- I'd stand in front of you doing the cutthroat gesture <laughs> at that point. <laughs> Especially if you haven't been drinking. I did go to another Christmas party. This was at a golf club. This is the golf club that my parents go to. Um, and they have a family Christmas party every year. And it's on a Sunday afternoon. But on a Sunday afternoon is when the World Cup final was on. So I quickly checked that they would be playing it somewhere and apparently it was in the back bar. Okay, I'm fine with that. So um, I wait for the jelly and ice cream to come out and then I go and check the World Cup and it's 2-0 to Argentina. And then I go back in and I check that everybody's all right. And yeah, yeah, it's all fine. So go back in. It's 2 all. What? What is going on? Now I leave the Christmas party and I go and sit in the back bar and I go and watch the World Cup final. And I was cheering and I was tense. And I didn't think I would be that tense watching a game that didn't involve England. But I was tense because I had Argentina in the sweepstakes. <laughs> yes! Ah! I don't know who was more nervous, Messi or me at the end. <laughs> 
I know who will have celebrated the hardest. Um, <laughs> it was without doubt one of the most incredible football games of all time. It was amazing, wasn't it? Yeah, just, totally. you, you just couldn't believe it. Every five minutes, you're like, what? No I way. I went into it thinking I wasn't going to be that invested in it at uh, all. Same, same. I didn't even think about it. The So So Show. Let's find out what's happening with Visit Southampton. So, this is Christmas in Southampton. Okay, so, still going on, and we've talked about this lots, Mayflower Theatre, their pantomime for this year is Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It stars Sooty, Jason Donovan and Faye Brooks, and it is awesome. Also, on at Mast Mayflower Studios, I talked about it earlier in this episode, Alice A musical adventure in Wonderland is on. That runs until the 31st of December. And don't forget, an absolutely free family fun trail. It's all augmented reality. It's the Great Elf Investigation. This is put on by Visit Southampton. And this is on all over Christmas. So go and find your map. Go onto the Visit Southampton website. Find a map and go and do the trail because it's really really good fun thank you so much for listening this year thank you so much if you've left us a review as well it really does mean a lot to us that you enjoy our meanderings every week and don't forget to follow us on our socials because in the new year there are going to be some pretty awesome things that you can win oh yes and actually over christmas watch out on our socials because there are still prizes to be won and still things for you to do over Christmas and over New Year. So thank you so much for listening. Merry Christmas, Zoe. Merry Christmas, Simon. And thank you for listening. We'll see you in 2023. You've been listening to Zoe Hanson and Simon Clark on Southampton's podcast, The So So Show.